Welcome to Flip the Library, a Gwinnett County Public Library podcast. My name is Steve Thomas. I am the branch manager at the Grayson Branch. Hi, my name is Monor, and I'm a library associate at the Hamilton Mill Branch. My name is Melissa Lawrence, and I'm the manager at the Lilburn Branch. And today we're getting to know our learning labs. Libraries are constantly changing, and the resources we offer to the public and our community. The 21st Century Library now houses maker spaces, hack labs, or at GCPL, we call it a learning lab. Whatever the name, we work to offer library customers an opportunity to create intellectual and physical materials using resources such as computers, 3D printers, audio and video capture and editing tools, and arts and crafts supplies. GCPL has eight learning labs located at the Centerville, Duluth, Five Forks, Hamilton Mill, Lilburn, Norcross, Peachtree Corners, and finally the Swanee Branch, where people can create, collaborate, and share digital content. Today, we have one of those learning lab specialists to um, tell us about what working in a learning lab is like. My name is Noelle, and I am a learning lab specialist at the Hamilton Mill branch. I've worked at GCPL for a year now, a little bit over a year now, and my background is mostly in digital media and design. Before GCPL, had you ever worked in a library before? A traditional library? No, but I have worked at a college library before, doing something very similar, um, helping students, not regular customers, students in particular, work with the Adobe software and um, create different media-related projects. Previous to GCPL, I worked at Georgia State University, where I both taught students how to use design software and also worked as an employee in their CAT lab, which is a very similar makerspace sort of oriented lab where students created video and audio project specifically. Do you see any other um, comparisons between the two positions? I mean, you said that the labs are sort of the same. What, what, in what ways are they the same and what is, would you say they're different? Both labs are similar in that they both offer audio and video equipment, but the GCPL labs differ because they also offer makerspace oriented project creation tools. So like the Cricut machine, the 3D printer, sewing machines, and each lab is different in that respect as well. We'll talk about uh, some of the specific equipment that's available in the labs in just a second, but we wanted to start off with asking, what is kind of a typical day for you? What kind of things do you do throughout the day? Or is there no such thing as a typical day? There really is no such thing as a typical day. The learning lab specialists are all responsible for creating our own schedules. And those schedules are based around offering programs to customers as well as offering book of librarians to customers. And those book of librarians can differ based on the topics the customer wants to learn, as well as the days and times that we have available. Because most of us are um, specialized in one thing or the other. We're not, we don't all have the backgrounds of librarians. A lot of us are photographers, uh, coders, that kind of thing. We have to spend some time learning about the different We have to spend some time learning about the different tools we have in learning labs. Prior to coming here, I had no interaction with a 3D printer. And so part of 
learning how to be a specialist was learning the 3D printer. Um, so the days are going to be different if we have sort of downtimes where we don't have any book of librarians. We'll be spending our time learning about the things that we offer so that we can offer them in the future. That's a great segue to our next question. <laughs> so you mentioned book of librarians, and this is something that many people may not know about is um, you can use the learning labs and just set up an appointment by yourself. But if you do need that extra help and support, you can schedule a book of librarian by calling the library, um, emailing the library. Noelle, can you describe how virtual book of librarian appointments work? Certainly. Virtual book of librarians are very similar to in-person book of librarians and that you're still going to get the same information, but you can do it from um, home or your car or anywhere where you have an internet connection. Virtual book librarians function off of um, either Google Meet or Zooms, um, and it really depends on the topic at hand. Certain things we can't offer a virtual book librarian for, for example, introduction to 3D printing, because there's really no way to teach you how to use a 3D printer over a virtual system. But other things like learning how to use some of the software in design, Photoshop, learning how to format things um, specifically for those software, we can do virtually. We also offer book of librarians that help you with not necessarily the mechanics of software, maybe the theor- theoretics of software. So if you're interested in learning about creating a better book cover as opposed to just creating a book cover, those are things that we offer as well. So what would you say, um, what percentage of your time is spent on book librarians? Um, It depends from week to week. Sometimes I'll have five book librarians a week. Sometimes I'll have zero book librarians. Sometimes I'll have a whole day just full of book librarians from the time that I come in to the time that I leave. Other times I'll have no book librarians. So it really just depends. Um, There's really no set this is what a week for me looks like because it changes every single day. Um, And then sometimes people cancel or they reschedule and we have to move those around. So, so it's very unpredictable in that regard. And in addition to emailing and calling the library, you know, you can go on the website and make that appointment yourself. And that includes um, the self service service of the learning labs as well. Is that right? Noel, that people can book their time in the learning labs themselves, even without having a staff member there with them? Yes, there are two different ways to book the um, learning lab. One of those is a reservation, which is you're simply wanting to reserve the room itself to use for your project. The book a librarian is another side of it, where in addition to wanting to use the space, you also need help with something in the library. So those are two different things. If you If you don't need assistance, then you don't need to book a librarian. You can just book a reservation on the Learning Labs website. And sometimes do people just want you to get them started and then you can like, can you set up the video for me and then you can leave? (laughs) Sometimes they do. Sometimes people come in and they have a general idea of how to use Adobe Premiere, but they don't quite know how to get started. If I'm available to help them, I'll do that. But that comes with a time limit. If I can't help them within five minutes, then that's a book of librarian that they have to request for a different time and date. Do you get a lot of those impromptu 
people wanting just a little bit of help? Quite a few people, but it's usually not something too in-depth. Sometimes customers will come in and they'll just want to know where the equipment is or the batteries or extra stuff like that. They don't really need much assistance outside of that. So what kinds of uh, virtual programs are you offering? You mentioned programming that you do as well. Most of the programs that we're offering right now are going to be in-person programs. But as COVID progresses, we might move some of them to virtual programming. We don't have any virtual programs set up for the next two months, but we might have more come April and May. How do branch staff work with the learning labs? So the branch staff is mostly responsible for helping customers who have reservations find the learning labs in their particular branch and get them set up with the basics. So in the instance where someone just wants to know where the cameras are, the branch staff can help them find those cameras to use. They don't really do much of the the book a librarian because that is kind of on me to help the customer do that, but they're able to give them access to the lab, check their reservation, answer any basic questions, that kind of thing. They also do use the lab for their programming. They can record video programmings for the YouTube or they can edit those videos inside the lab. So working with Noel and several other learning lab specialists over the years that I've worked here, we're usually like the first line of defense, for lack of a better phrasing, to promote the learning lab to customers when they come in, especially when I'm making library cards for customers. If they're interested in something like that, I'll definitely plug it where it's necessary or if people just generally have questions about the learning lab and what it is because they're not really sure the concept of it. I'll usually describe, you know, we have all these types of softwares and equipment that you can use and I'll always make the differentiation between making a book a librarian request and making a reservation because those two are very different and usually we mostly, like Noelle said, just show people where the lab is, unlock the door for them, get out any equipment they might need, and then just let them have at it. I've tried to do my best to field some questions for customers in the past. Um, Not so much recently since the pandemic, because it's been kind of quiet. But even for my own use, I used to use the labs for editing virtual programming at the beginning of the pandemic. So that was really nice to have that resource here. So we didn't have to go out of our way to like figure out a way to edit videos and make content for everybody while we were all kind of closed doors. So it's been super dope. Thank you, Anur. And I do think it's um, really helpful to understand that about half of our branches have learning labs and half don't. So um, all of us will promote learning labs and there's usually one nearby you. If your local branch doesn't have one, then there should be a branch that's not too far that has a learning lab. And we're happy to let you know if your branch is one of those. And as we open new branches, I think the plan is to include learning labs in most of those. So we have some new locations opening in the future and that will probably continue. And so I think that's Definitely something that we have on our list of things to expand. Does each of the branches have their own uh, learning lab specialist? Yes, each branch that has a learning lab has their own learning lab specialist. Before we ask a little bit more about equipment, what is your favorite piece of equipment in the lab, just personally? My favorite piece of equipment is probably the 3D printer. Um, It's also the most used piece of equipment that we have here. 
So it does get a lot of love. It's also one of the pieces of equipment that tends to be a little more hands-on. And so because I have so much experience with all, you know, fixing all the little jams and taking stuff apart, because I'm familiar with that, then it's it's kind of more fun to see it when it's actually working and creating really intricate um, objects. Thank you. Now, um, it's no surprise that the 3D printer is um, your favorite piece of equipment and it's also the public's favorite, but is there something that you think people would be surprised to hear that our learning lab has? Yes. So each lab has kind of a unique piece of equipment available to it. For example, at Hamilton Mill, we have the X-Carve, which is a large CNC router. So it's a giant woodcutter, essentially. And we also have smaller carvies at, like, for example, the Duluth branch. Five Forks also has a Glowforge, which is basically a laser engraver. So it's very similar to the X-Carve in that it's going to, it can cut through different materials, but it does so using essentially a laser, which is really cool. It's very good for engraving wood, burning wood. We've actually used it quite a bit to make um, ornaments for all of the different branches in the past. So it's a really cool piece of equipment. Uh, We only have two of them in the system right now. One is at Five Forks. One is at the Norcross branch. I would definitely recommend going to those branches and seeing if you can get a learning lab specialist to help you kind of figure out what this really neat device is. Well, in addition to all the um, fun little tech toys to play with, there's also some things that are a little still tech, but a little lower tech, um, more crafting kind of things like sewing machines and the the cricket. Can you talk about those and maybe even say what the cricket is for people who may not know what that machine is? Yes. So not all labs have sewing machines, but a good majority of them do. The Hamilton Mill Lab also has the serger and the cover stitch machine, which is good for anyone that's interested in creating their own clothing or cosplay material. The Cricut machine is basically a uh, paper cutter, but you can use it to create vinyl decals as well and stickers. Um, it's a really neat tool to basically cut out any shape that you want on vinyl, full leather, uh, felt, cardstock. It's really neat for making personalized greeting cards or lettering. I will say that I've used the Cricut before to make matching t-shirts for my best friend who lives in England, and it was really cool. 10 out of 10 experience would recommend. Yeah, I think that's an important point is sometimes the learning labs may seem intimidating if you're not very tech savvy or you don't consider yourself a tech person, but they're also great for people who like to craft. So if you do have those craft skills or would, or you lean towards a more artistic bent, then the learning lab still has plenty of stuff for you. Thank you for pointing that out. Maybe we should have jumped this in earlier, but just wanted to point out that this is all available um, at no extra charge to customers. This is just part of the library experience. Do you have to have a library card though? Is that correct, Noel? Yes. Um, to use the lab on your own, you have to have a library card. You have to be older than 13. So you have to be old enough to be in here by yourself and your account has to be in good standing. So you can't have a bunch of different fines for different things. That's just to use the lab on your own. So to reserve the space on your own, but you don't have to have a library card to come to our programs. You can just show up. It's your property taxes at work. 
at the library. <laughs> and that's what I, I kind of say that sometimes to people because it's sort of like you're already paying for it. And I mean, it's, it, it built this library belongs to you to, in the community. This is a shared resource that we all have. So you should take advantage of it. And uh, speaking of working with the community, um, can you talk about some of the programs that the learning lab has done with the community, uh, special projects like the teen film challenge? So we do have several, several big projects that we do each year. One of them is the teen film challenge where if you are between the ages of 13 to 19, you can actually uh, produce and create and direct your own film and enter it into um, our film challenge, which is basically just a big contest for all the filmmakers out there. We also do the first Lego League. That's another big one that we do at Five Forks, where we have a bunch of uh, kids that come together and use uh, coding to fulfill different engineering challenges with logos. We've also done recently the photo annual. Um, Last year was the first time that we did it. It was basically a large photo exhibition where we took entries from across the world internationally and we um, displayed them in the Duluth branch. It was very successful. We had a lot of positive feedback about that. So that's probably going to be something that we do annually. Manur might be able to speak about this more than you, Noel. Do you know much about the fashion challenge that we did? We had Shandy, who is a supervisor at Collins Hill, and Catherine, who is the teen librarian, and Kate, who is the learning lab supervisor, all head up the teen fashion project. And we basically had a bajillion teenagers in here at all times making and designing and constructing their clothes from scratch for several weeks. And at the end of that time period, we had a fashion show after hours at the Hamilton Mill branch. And it was the coolest thing ever. We had like a runway, the music, it was so cool. And those kids are super duper talented, honestly. It was probably one of the craziest things I've seen here. And it's another one of those things where you think, oh, I didn't know the library did that. But, you know, it just goes to show we're more than just books. We have so many other things to offer. And hopefully we get to do that again in the future, because I thought it was a really cool way for the kids to express themselves. I think that was a pandemic casualty. (laughs) Yeah, we don't currently have the staff who are knowledgeable enough to continue the fashion project. But we are pairing with other community members to create very similar projects. One of them is the Cosplay Studio, which is upcoming February 26th and February 27th. It's basically a two-day weekend semi-mini-conference like about cosplay particularly. And it's, it's led by an associate here at GCPL. Her name is Sarah Brubaker. She's an award-winning cosplay player, and she's heading up this cosplay studio. She's going to be leading um, conferences and mini talks with other guest speakers about different topics oriented around cosplay. So cosplay basics, how to use our 3D printers here in the lab to create objects for cosplay in particular. And it's going to be a really exciting, really exciting event and that's the closest thing that we have to the fashion project coming up here pretty soon. Yeah, I think it's great when we can do projects like that that meet uh, that match up with the passions of staff that they already have this knowledge and they already have this energy behind this project. And then we can use library resources like the Learning Lab to make them 
come true. I know there's quite a few um, staff that are big into cosplaying. And whenever we've, we've done a program here at um, the branch before, and it's always popular. So that that's, sounds really great. And I will say that I think like big projects like that are usually registration required, which makes sense. So, you know, for people to keep that in mind, but also all of this is for free. And just want to reiterate that point. This is all for free. And it's so cool that people can take advantage of that. We can help people in terms of accessibility because not everybody has access to these types of equipment or even an internet connection. So I think that's really important for us as an institution to offer that to people in any way we can. And free is literally the best way to do it, honestly. I was just going to say that uh, Manor is correct in that a lot of these bigger programs you have to register for. But for Cosplay Studio, it's open to the public, so you don't have to register. There, um, Each different day is going to have different sessions, and you can show up for all the sessions, or you can show up for the one in particular that you really are interested in. And you can find out more about what these different sessions are and what they cover by visiting our website, going to the events calendar, and taking a look at um, February 26th and February 27th, where it lists out what those different sessions for each different Cosplay Studio day is. And where, where will that be taking place? Which branch? Or That will be at the Peachtree Corners branch from 1 to 4 on both February 26th and February 27th. We have all these great tools in the learning labs, and that's why we have them, to be able to offer these diverse things. But it is important for customers to remember, too, that all of the branches have a small little smidgen of that in that we all have computers that we call tech stations that have that professional level software like um, Photoshop and the Adobe Creative Suite. So you can get some of those projects done. You do have to do it out in the public <laughs> with um, everybody else. You don't have a private space for that. But um, I, I, I like that we try to offer a little bit of that throughout all of the branches as well, especially for those branches that don't have learning labs. Thanks for pointing that out, Steve. Um, I and Especially for our teens or anyone who is just getting into creating, if you do something on your phone, Tech stations are a good place to start and then moving your way up to the learning lab. Another thing that's important to note that um, a lot of customers don't know is that through your library card, you have access to LinkedIn Learning, which is part of our digital resources. And even if you don't have a learning lab branch at your closest branch, your preferred branch, you still have access to LinkedIn Learning for free and you can learn how to use Photoshop or use Illustrator, or you can learn the particulars of how to do something that you want to do without a learning lab specialist at that branch. Would you mind giving us a learning lab pitch? What is the most important thing you would like people to know about the learning lab? So we've covered a lot of the basics of what the learning lab is, that you have access to it from your GCPL library card. It's free for anyone that lives in Gwinnett. But if you live outside of Gwinnett County, you can purchase a library card for $40 a year and gain the same access to the learning lab as someone who lives in Gwinnett County. And that's important because the learning lab is a makerspace for the library system. It's the only library in the state of Georgia that has something like the learning lab. So other libraries will have, maybe they'll offer audio equipment or they'll offer camera equipment or maybe they'll offer computer stations devoted to the adobe products but learning lab is unique to the library system of gwinnett county in that not only do we offer 
all of this stuff for free, but we offer the assistance for it. We offer the background, like being able to access something like LinkedIn Learning. And we also offer programming and personal one-on-one time that other labs don't have. So you have access to the equipment, but you also have access to a whole host of other services that back up the ability to use these labs to create any project that you want. If you want to create a small business, you can do so without putting a dime into learning how to make your own logo or learning how to uh, print your own t-shirts out because we have the Cricut machine here where you can basically create your own t-shirts or you can create your own buttons or anything all available to you for free if you live in the Gwinnett County or $40 a year if you live outside the Gwinnett County. Some businesses that have um, recorded their commercials there to just to show on television. So Everything is here. You can write the script for a commercial. You can record the commercial. You can edit it and you can publish it online in the library for free. That's fantastic. And like you said, at most $40 a year to use what is what, probably literally hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment? I mean, counting all the labs yeah. together, I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> it costs $60 a month just to have access to the full Adobe suite. And that's like one thirtieth of what we have in the lab. Similar for the LinkedIn learning library too, that's a pretty hefty fee if you're paying it just as a private person. Also, one more thing that you can edit into my pitch that I forgot to mention The Learning Lab is a makerspace for the library system. Other makerspaces, not only do you have to pay for them, but you don't have, again, the Learning Lab specialists here to support you. They tend to be very specialized. So a lot of the makerspaces will only specialize on CNC routing or they'll only specialize on robotics, whereas this makerspace has everything. It has robotics, it has CNC, it has coding, it has Um, video and audio editing. It has 3D printing. It has all this stuff. Plus it also has professionals who are here to help you learn anything that you want to learn. I was going to say, and it has you. And it has me. Objectively the best learning lab specialist. We hope you've enjoyed our um, episode on learning labs at Gwinnett County Public Libraries. And we hope this is a great way to start off your new year and make you think about some things that you can do. We'd love to see you at our libraries and in our learning labs. Thank you. Thank you, Noelle. Thank you.